I love you, Antonio. I pray I get to love you in a better life where I'm a better version of me. You deserve that much. Please recognize that while their physical existence may not be in manifest now, their spirit surely does live on within you as long as you choose to continue walking with them. Always inside you. Always in your hearts. And come into a purity of being with yourself. Live simply. Live purely. Allow the healing process to take its course. Human beings are anti-fragile. We are built to resist. We are built to be strong. Yet we must know ourselves to understand why you feel weak now, knowing that this too shall pass. Welcome, my friends, to what's going to be a very powerful session regarding suicide and how a man can move forward if his feminine partner one day decides to take her life, someone you would envision building a life with, having children with, building a home with, but she's no longer here anymore and didn't see value in existence. How to stave off the dark temptations of ending your own life and interpreting this as a fault on your part. We're going to discuss all these ideas as I've been sent in. A very powerful message from a long-time supporter of this channel. Shout out to you, KB, up in New York City. He sent me a full, he forwarded me a post on Instagram from a famous rapper known as 600 Breezy. I previously to this story was not aware of who he was, but apparently is a big following over there on your side of the world. And his female partner, Raven Jackson, who also was a large social media influencer with a large audience, ended her life. He posted some raw, candid messages that Raven had sent to Mr. Breezy. And I will read those out here and also read out the message that KB had sent and that will largely form where this podcast is going to go. And we're going to step into these ideas of suffering, desires, purpose in life, your oneness and your interconnectedness with all things in life, your journey, your meaning in life. So... This podcast is brought to you by BoldDojo.com, where you can book one-on-one coaching with myself in order to create action plans, overcome limiting beliefs, destroy negative self-perceptions, and egoic attachments. Have a listening ear to the trials of your life, helping you to move forward. You can also sign up for the free weekly email newsletter, The Bold Sip. It's just a quick sip of social dynamics and anything I'm exploring on Fridays. Just go to BoldDojo.com, sign that up. You can also hit up the free resources of wisdom, where I drop my favorite books, movies, quotes, anime, documentary, music, all of that all at boldojo.com. And if you would like to help support this podcast, you can donate anything that you wish through the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash A-D-A-M-O-O-I. Link is down below in the description, or you can also donate directly through the website, also linked down in the description. Anything that you guys do donate is always extremely appreciated and just goes back to helping support the show and what I do here. So thank you very much. And if you do get anything from this piece of content, please let me know in a comment down below. I'll do my best to get back to you as soon as possible. And also please drop a thumbs up on the video. It just helps the YouTube algorithm, helps send out the video to more people in the community. And if you find that you resonated, share it with a friend who you think would resonate as well. Let's get into today's show. This was the message sent in by KB. He said, this was actually sent to me five days ago, but I didn't get to seeing it till just this morning. And that's how powerful it is. And I just want to jump on the mic right now and just address it. So KB said to me, hey, Adam, I hope all is well with you lately as we hopefully return to normal times. I know we haven't spoken in quite a while, but I felt that this post was something you'd want to speak on. He then forwarded me uh, 600 Breezy's post. But then KB went on to say, if you choose to read, I won't dive into greater detail. Overall, it's just heart-wrenching. And I just wanted your thoughts on how a man could handle such a tragedy and to try to keep on moving try to keep things moving. So now let's move on to the actual messages that 600 Breezy had posted that KB had forwarded to me on his Instagram page. And apparently his name is actually Antonio because that's the way that Raven addresses him in these messages. However, 
Antonio goes on in the caption to say that these were not our last messages. This is just one of many times last month that I had to stop her from, full stop. The caption goes on, but that's just for context here that this was not like the very final message, but it gives you a good window into her mental state. And it was exactly what Kevin, aka KB, wanted my thoughts on. So here we go. Raven sent to Antonio. I'm just tired, baby. I was dealing with these thoughts before you met me. I was just waiting for the right time. This is my third time writing this for real. It's nobody's fault. I've been tired for a long time. I gave up a long time ago. I just do a good job of hiding it. Right now, as I'm writing this, I'm remembering us happy, looking at our videos, imagining how beautiful of a bride I would have been. It's 5pm here. This bridge is actually nice. I wish we could have come here together. Some homeless people sprinkled in, but not too many. I'm thinking about how this will feel, if it will hurt. I used to joke about how recklessly I lived my life before meeting you. Truth be told, I would put myself in dangerous situations because I didn't care. Because I didn't care about living. Living just always seemed overrated. I'm sorry, man. It's one thing to ruin your life, but I had to go and end mine's too. Understand that this is my choice. This is what I wanted. This is what I've wanted for a while. I just don't fit here. I'm not happy in this world. I just can't fake it anymore. I don't want to be here. It's too much on me. I wish I could take it all back. Undo everything so I never even called you. Nothing seemed real, Antonio. Not my business, not my relationship, not even me. My heart weak from stress and my ovaries hurt, but they keep saying nothing's wrong. I feel like I have bugs on my skin. That no matter that won't come off no matter how many times I wash. Say that again. I feel like I have bugs on my skin that won't come off no matter how many times I wash. You were the best thing that happened to me in a long time, Tony. But I know I'm a lot to deal with. Right now we're as distant as we've ever been. I love you with all my heart. I couldn't take ruining us. I'm losing all the people I love. I want to leave here knowing that I didn't fuck this one relationship up. I wish you were here to send me off like murder did Teak. But you probably won't be nearly as understanding anyway. And as much as I want you to see my point of view... I didn't want our last conversation to be an argument, so that's why I was so quiet. I really just wanted to hear your voice one last time. You have every right to feel what you feel towards me, baby. I love you, Antonio. I pray I get to love you in a better life, where I'm a better version of me. You deserve that much. With a love heart. And a couple photos of Antonio and Ray together after that. To finish the caption that Antonio had posted underneath that, I read out the first part about saying that that wasn't the very final messages she had ever sent him. Uh, There were some other messages closer to it. But anyways, after his disclaimer, he went on to say, my baby was hurting and I did everything I could to show her nothing but love and keep her going. I put everything into her and her business. I believed in her. I worshipped the ground she walked on. She's gone forever. I hate myself. Please, when your loved ones are showing signs of any mental damage or health, please take them serious. This is real. This is what she left me with. And I suppose to be able to continue to live with five question marks after that. Raven, you always told me you wanted to go out young so you can get the love that you deserve from others and be a legend. But what about your family, baby? What about me? You left my heart so empty and broken, lifeless, alone. And no matter what they say or what you say, I'm going to forever feel like it's my fault. Please, you'll pay attention to the signs of depression or mental health. 
I believe they were engaged from the best I could tell. They'd spent two years together. So I did a little bit of background research. Of, as I said before, I did not know of these particular individuals prior to this session. I had a little look into her profile and they're both very, very well known on that side of the globe in their, little, in their, in their circles. And she was known for being an uplifting, motivational speaker, fitness proponent. She had a lot of fitness encouragement. She wrote programs, online programs, and encouraged an online community of people to, I guess, in a way, from my cursory understanding of her life, to move forward. You know, she seemed to have a very uplifting page. She even dropped a link in her Instagram bio to a separate page she had set up regarding Real Talk with Raven, in which that she had discussed mental health. And it was a Instagram page about encouraging the awareness of people who are dealing with depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, and just opening up the conversation around that. So really prevention of the very thing that she decided to eventually walk down herself. So let's take a big step back here. It's pretty real, pretty emotional. I can imagine even just me standing here, coming to you as a person that has suicided pretty close to the heart himself, my best friend and brother in the journey, Matthew Burnside, who took his own life in 2016, so seven years ago now. You know, suicide is something that I have a close experience with. And so I feel that while I do not have, and I'll say this from the beginning, I've never experienced a female partner, a romantic interest, take her own life. So I will not per- pretend to understand what Antonio, aka 600 Breezy, is feeling right now. However, I can relate to having someone very close to you in general someone that you had all ideas of walking a filling, fulfilling and filled life with, you know, a deep life with in which that you would experience much together and that you would create something as well for many years to come. So from my heart to yours, Mr. Antonio, if you ever come across this or if you are just receiving the the vibes from this through the ether, I send you the love of love and dealing with the pain that you're dealing with to all of Raven's close friends and to anyone that had a connection to her or uh, respected and was inspired by her. You know, that my father recently passed away earlier this year. Death is something that I have an intimate relationship with and I understand the emotional gravity of these situations. And so a simple my condolences or a simple wishing you the best is certainly not significant. Not significant enough in my opinion. So that's really my uh, me doing me there. And hopefully you guys could feel that. So let's get to the, let's take a, now let's take a step back. I wanted to put that little thing there from the beginning. Now let's take a step back because I feel the emotions are kind of overwhelming me a little bit. I want you to step into the coach mode here and address the actual question, which is how can a man move on? How can, a, how can a man handle this tragedy and keep things moving on with the specific words that Kevin had reached out to me asking? So this is the first thing I would say, and I want to address this as if I was actually talking with Mr. Antonio. The first thing I would say to him is that despite all the pain that you're feeling, how do you think that Raven would want you to feel? How do you think Raven would want you to live? I found that when my best mate Matthew took his life and when my father's life ended recently, that that was always the most comforting first question when dealing with acute shock-term pain, which is, of course, the, the darkness of the question marks, what I could have done better, what I could have done more for. I should have been there. Why wasn't I there? You know, was I not enough to be able to 
make her see reason for living? You know, all these different questions were into your mind. And all these questions are all product of the ego. So I'd have you just take a slow down. Slow down here for a second. Let's breathe. Breathing deeply into your soul to live with the envisionment of what you think Raven would want best for you. What my best friend would have wanted for me, what my father would have wanted for me. Which is, would they have wanted you to have been questioning your very existence yourself? Would they have wanted you to have been going through such extremities of pain? Would they want you to be in this state of self-lashing and self-loathing? Tearing down your concept of self. I think if you knew that person well, and Mr. Antonio, I'm sure you did if you were engaged and in a two-year relationship with Raven, that I highly doubt Raven would want that for you. I highly doubt that Raven would want you to be experiencing such levels of self-induced pain. For we as human beings have a decision when faced with tragedy. We have a decision to heal, to come together, to grow, to honor who these people were, honor the, the brilliance of their existence. And while that maybe the circumstances they found themselves in, whether we were privy to them or not, we never were going to know the full depths of. We were never going to have an eternal lease on our presence on our condition as human beings with this other. We're all on the same journey. We all came in together and surely we all leave together on an eternal thread in which that our time manifested as human beings is so fleeting, so ephemeral. So gratitude starts to come in here for now, for you now as well, Antonio, not only recognizing that the self-loathing and self-destruction that you're experiencing right now is likely what Raven would not have wanted for you. So take a nod on that. Take a nod on that because that means that she was someone that was important to you. That means that she was someone that would have wanted the best for you. She was someone that, and I know that might be hard to see that now. I know you might throw a question back there saying, well, how could this possibly be the best for me if she took her life? And this is where we need to now again take a separation from our egos, from our concept of selves. Noting that when my best friend took his life, that was the general response from his family members and the wider community, which was an inability to understand that the depths of pain that someone else is going through needn't be attached to your concept of self. That if someone who's dealing with schizophrenia and feels like they're a bird locked in a cage cannot express their full capacity as a human being and would rather end their life now while they still have the ability to do so, before their mind wastes away and deteriorates into a unrecognizable form of insanity. That they would rather go out on their terms. And this has absolutely nothing to do with you. Recognizing it's easy for some, it's maybe I'm going to take the word easy back. No, no, easy was the right word. It's easy for us in our times of pain to look at someone's action and interpret it and self internalize it negatively. And go, well, they did this and what this means for me negatively. What I'd have you do is just step back and go, reframe that. Take control of your mind. Take control of your psychological power to recognize the best, the best of intentions here. That Raven would not have set out if she was the woman that you thought she was. And I'm sure that you had a great understanding of her. While I don't know your relationship together, I can relate it to my friend Matt. Matt would not have, for a second come from a malicious intent of thinking that I'll take my life so as to cause pain to others. It's very it's seldom, seldom the impetus 
or inspiration for why someone would do something. They're fighting battles, which you may understand some of, but never to the fullest extent. I was just saying to, it's quite amazing. I was just saying to one of my best friends the other day that I respect the commitment of anyone to follow through on the ending of their own lives, which is an uncommon sentiment and is by no means me encouraging people to end their own lives. Absolutely not. But it's respecting the courage to do so. That if someone has a will, if someone has a desire and decision, that we must honor that, we must recognize that. And I think about what it would have been like for Matt to have swallowed the pills, the toxic pills that ended his life. And he had written his letter to his family and he laid there in bed. That decision, that moment, whether it's jumping off the bridge, it's swallowing the pills, it's pulling the trigger, it's swerving off the road, making that decision, you have to respect that person for their autonomy to do so. As human beings and just recognizing, so that's one level. Another level there is that it very rarely had anything, and I would highly doubt, highly doubt, highly doubt, not that I knew her, but highly doubt, just based on the message that she had sent to Antonio, that she was coming from a malicious standpoint. So if we can understand that, all right, let's have gratitude for who she was. Let's honor who she was. You say that you can't, I'm sure you're experiencing right now the feelings of I can't move on, I can't live on, I'll never love again, right? These are all normal feelings and normal expressions to run through as you are going through deep and tremendous levels of pain. However, what I'll help you recognize is a concept known as this too shall pass. Speaking to you as someone that has been through one of their closest relationships taking their own life, it's been seven years since then. And that phrase of this too shall pass has never been truer today than it was on the day of. The deeply rooted past and the brightly projected future. These are but concepts that exist within your mind. All you have is now. The only thing offered to us as human beings is the perfection of now. This is where your love exists. This is where your peace and your joy exists. So Antonio, as you are dealing with this pain in the short term, each day, I wouldn't expect it to happen in a moment, but each day, if you could just check in for a moment, just remembering that there was a time before Raven, there will be a time after, as there was for you. There was a time before Antonio, and there will be a time after. There was a time before your mom, there will be a time after her. There's a time before your father, and there will be a time after him. Such is the inescapable merry-go-round carousel roller coaster that we exist on as human beings. At five centimeters per second, our lives live in a flash of brilliance as the falling of a succada blossom to the earth. For those of you that are recognizing that reference from the famous anime film, Five Centimeters Per Second, quite beautiful. I would like to interject a quote here, if I could, or even more than a quote, it's more of an excerpt. I'd prepared this earlier in the session, but I wasn't entirely sure when I was going to enter this into the session, but it seems like it's profit. So, so this is a written transcript of a live speech that the Dalai Lama gave at the Central Park, I believe, in New York City on December 31st, 2010. He said, a great Tibetan teacher of mind training once remarked that one of the mind's most marvelous qualities is that it can be transformed. I have no doubt that those who attempt to transform their minds, overcome their disturbing emotions and achieve a sense of inner peace will, over a period of time, notice a change in their mental attitudes and responses to people and events. Their minds will become more disciplined and positive, and I am sure that they will find their own sense of happiness, grow, 
as they contribute to the greater happiness of others. I offer my prayers that everyone who makes this their goal will be blessed with success. The Dalai Lama. I love that little piece right there for you, Antonio, because transformation is available to you as it is to everyone. And tragedy is one of the greatest platforms upon which you could transform and transform your spirit, your body, mind, and spirit. This is an opportunity right now, particularly as we start to step out into this overall arching perspective of a masculine being or a male whose feminine partner, romantic interest, has taken her life. Right? You really have two options here. It's either you enter a path of darkness and you spiral down into a dark path in which that it becomes an egoic battle to see how badly you can inflict more pain upon yourself. And that will largely leach out, seep out towards those who are closest to you, affect those around you, and your life will spiral down more and more and more negatively as you start to think more negatively. You can waste the remaining years of your life. You're a young male from all accounts here. You can waste the remaining years of your life. What could have been something so brilliant? Living in the past living in the forgotten future or the unfulfilled future, the unrequited future, ignoring what you have presently available to you now, which is the capability to transform who you are, to use this tragedy as a platform of light, to speak up, maybe carry on Raven's work in regards to mental health awareness and the suicide prevention, to become someone who can speak from real reference, from real raw experience as a human being who has gone through the trials and sufferings of his beloved taking her life, and to be a voice of reason and experience and hope for those that are dealing with such pain themselves, either for those that have gone through it themselves or for those that are on the precipice or for those that are even the consideration. You, know, you can be a beacon of hope. You can be, and your pain, your greatest pain could be your greatest gift to others. There is the gift mentality. There is the positivity mentality in which that you could walk going into a spiral of light. On your best of journeys, on your best of paths, offering those a window towards a brighter present, a loving present, a present that is available to you as well. I know that you're dealing with the pain and the suffering that is caused in the acute shock term, shock short term of the event. That's okay. And that's okay. Have your time. Have your time for your emotional outbursts. Have your time to be driving in the car towards the beach and just out of nowhere you start breaking into tears. Have your time to be sitting there and the TV flicks by and a show that you and her used to watch comes on and all of a sudden that causes you to enter an absolute breakdown as well. Have your time. All right. Short-term shock is all part of it. But short-term shock should not last any longer than I would say, more, no more than two weeks. Upon two weeks, it really starts to become a chronic illness then. If you are still breaking down, if you are still unable to, for lack of more eloquent words, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and to live forward, to move forward. And I'm saying this to you with love and empathy because that's what Raven would have wanted. She would not want of you. And if you're any man listening to this and your woman has uh, taken her life, And you guys were in a loving relationship. You just couldn't understand. And neither could you understand nor could you change 
this is one thing, just a side tangent here. It's one thing to understand the depths of someone's pain. It's another thing to think that you were in any position to change that. Matt's parents understood the depths of his pain probably more than anyone else. As in his last three years, he basically lived in his room and was lived in mental health facilities, uh, mental wards for the last three years of his life. And his parents probably knew him on a more tactical level and to the, day, to the daily suffering he was experiencing than anyone else. Yet they were not in a position to change that. His will was undying, as Raven's was, to see the fruition of the ending. So I just want to step off into that tangent there, into the idea of understanding versus the will to change. It's like while we would all like to be the hero in someone's life, this is where that ultimate saying comes from, which is that no one can save us. Only we can save us. We may lean upon others in times of weakness when the shield gets too heavy. But no one can walk for you. And if you have to take a knee and you have to take a step, step out on this journey of life. You put the shield down, you put the sword down and because the knees are weak. And as Raven had described in her message, she was in a lot of internal pain. Her ovaries, her body. And what's interesting about her is that her situation is very similar to a Robin Williams or Anthony Bourdain type situation to uh, very well-known figures as well who on the outside appeared to be, appeared to, I wouldn't say have it all, but maybe have it all in respect to financially well-off, seem to be well-respected by a vast amount of people, contributed meaningful work to people in these worlds. Robin Williams through making people laugh, Anthony Bourdain through his exploration of culture, through food, but mostly the exploration of culture. Yet they decided to end their lives. Raven herself appeared to have wide respect if you go through her posts, had great physical fitness, appeared to be. Appeared to have a loving man. I don't know the degree of their relationship. But on the surface, appeared to have more than most, more than a lot of people would have, yet still didn't see a reason for living. That's okay. Understand that you will never fully understand. Nor should you desire the full or the ability to change. I think by understanding those two things, I never fully understood anyone and that I never could have changed it. You can relinquish a lot of these self-loathing and self-destructive mentalities. Yeah. Something I would have Antonio think about, think upon, sit deeply with, is that, and also for you, Kevin, who sent in the story, Moving on doesn't have to mean moving without. Moving on means moving with. The woman that has taken her life, while she may no longer exist in a physical manifestation in this world, her spirit lives within you now. You walk with a piece of her every day. You conversate with her every day. You keep a memory of her every day. You allow her existence to permeate throughout your vibrations every day. 
every day since my best friend took his life is not there has not been a single moment or a single day in which that I have not lived not walking with a piece of mat inside of me. I talk of him every day. Every morning through my mental routine, there's a list of faces and a list of people that I say thanks to and that I look up into the sky out on the grass. It's my first thing every morning. I don't allow anything to interrupt this routine. So literally get out of bed and go out onto the grass, ground myself in the earth, and I look up into the sky and I go through a morning routine, a mental routine, in which I say thanks to Matthew. I say thanks to my father. I say thanks to a, a host of other people. And this more than just a keepsake, while that it's good for that as well, it is a really tangible, true tangible form of making sure that that person's spirit lives within you. That's why I say it's not, it doesn't have to be moving without. You can be moving on with. Because surely at a certain point, if not in this life, hopefully in the next, that you, Antonio, would realize that we live in a interconnected reality that all beings from us as human beings in this highly sentient conscious form to a simple tree outside to the grains in the sand to the waves in the sea if you were simply to just take a walk outside and to observe a leaf on a branch to recognize that this is a being this is a being it may not have the same sentience and consciousness that you have it may not be able to communicate with you it does communicate in its own ways through chemicals and vibrations and root formations, as do as does the sea lion, as do all all things, all things in this world of ten thousand things, as Lao Tzu would have said back in the Tao Te Ching. Recognizing that the spirit, whether and I take it that. Antonio was of a Christian faith, I don't know to what degree, but he did reference the word God in his descriptions and in some of his posts. Whether you believe she's gone to heaven or hell, okay, that's, um, of course I'm not here to argue about your religious faith or belief. Whether you come from a, whatever religious, religious perspective you come from when it comes to death, what happens afterwards? I think one thing that every religion and every background has attempted to communicate just in their own forms, in their own stories, is that we all come from one. Whether you want to call that God, call that Allah, call that Tao or the universe, it's all one at the end of the day. One eternal thread. No ending, no beginning. Just is, just now. And so, to wrap this point back up, those who are no longer here with us physically, may reside within us internally. As long as you keep a piece of their spirit with you. As long as you keep a recollection of what it was that they were the best to you. The best of who they were. Carrying on their fire of will. Carrying on the beauty of their existence as they were. And allowing that to continue to manifest and grow and evolve inside of you as you interact with each and every person going throughout your days. It is by no means a reason to take your own life because someone who is meaningful to you decided that they had reached their end. By all means, if, if that's the best decision you can see, and if that's what you think is the best for you right now, I'm not going to argue with that. It's not my place to tell you that you're wrong or that you shouldn't be entertaining the ideas of suicide. That's not the position I come from because I surely know that there are battles that people are facing and um, as apparently 
you have now come to find out as well, Antonio, there are wars that people are fighting inside of themselves that you'll never understand. And so it's never anyone's position to say that you were wrong for taking your own life. And I don't feel that that's most people's positions. Most people's positions is that we would like to prevent the circumstances in which people found themselves. And I agree with that. We, of course, want to work towards a better life for all people in which that they wouldn't find themselves in such battles of depression and anxiety. So now bring this back to another key tactical step that I just remembered I 100% want to tack onto in today's podcast is some real tactics for Antonio to manage himself. We've been through a few mindsets for him and for any, and for a man in general. We're using Antonio as the face here, but really all of these things are just principles that apply to anyone dealing with suicide. What said for the use of social media? Death is an experience to be honored as human beings. Death is as integral a part of life as life itself. Birth and death. These are both incepting points. Paradoxically, no less, but incepting points. One thing leading to the next. One door closing, another opening. A transference of energy. A state of transference. Not a, and that's where we say, no ending, no beginning, just now. Where we say in Zen philosophy. If you can understand this, and you can honor what the experience of death is, please take the time to disconnect from social media. Please take the time to be around those that are closest to you, that have real meaning, the ones that you would actually like to fall upon, the ones that you want to hold you. When Matthew took his life, I wasn't on social media making stories and videos about it. When my father passed away earlier this year, my audiences across the various channels didn't find out until two weeks later. I took vast, major, meaningful periods of time to be with myself and those who are absolutely closest to me that I could lean upon. I've noticed on your Instagram page that there is a tremendous outpouring of love in the comment section, and I've noticed even in your posts. And so despite the outpouring of love, I know as deeply, I know this very rawly, the outpouring of love through pixels is but a minute percentage of meaning towards someone who's going through what you're going through right now. It means very little. And I can say that because, and when I say it means very little, I mean that in a, in the, not in a disrespectful sense, but in a really, in a sense in which that doesn't actually change how you feel. And I'm sure you'll agree with me that it doesn't. While it's great to know that strangers on the internet and other uh, affiliates We'll drop a, hey, condolences, or she was the best, or uh, you guys would have been amazing together, or I'm so sorry for your loss, etc. I know just as real as you know that those comments don't change how you feel internally. Because again, no one can save you. Only you can save you. And the way that you will save you is by being with you, coming to know you, coming to understand you, which requires deep and meaningful periods of time alone. Not just with those who are closest with you, but alone, sitting in the presence of now. Whether it means taking yourself out, and I would recommend taking you're in the side of the world right now where it's currently summer, taking yourself out to the beach and sitting alone on the waves. 
trying to process all of your emotions. And then after you've had your hour or two hours alone, then to go be with your mother, then to go be with your father or your closest best friend and to, if say something, say something. If sit in silence, sit in silence. But to be around those that would actually move the needle in terms of your emotional set point. What I'm speaking towards here is that social media should be abstained from when it comes to the honoring of very powerful meaning experiences in your life. When it comes to the birth, if I ever birth a child, or take part in birthing a child, I will not be streaming live on Instagram. I will not be standing there in the emergency room or the, the birthing room. Actually, I most likely won't be in a hospital. It would probably be a home birth. But I won't be there in the 24 to 48 hours straight afterwards trying to type up posts and post pictures. I'll be honoring the experience in the moment, something that only gets to be experienced once. The birth of a child, the ending, in quotes, ending of a life, the transition of a life is what I'd like to say, more specifically. Happens but once in your physical manifestation. Raven only transitions once. You have this time now once, so do it right. Do it right by honoring it with the fullest extent of energy that you have to sit with yourself, to remember who she was. Not who she was in terms of her social media profile, not who she was in terms of all the way other people thought about her, but in terms of your healing, in terms of your ability to move on. And this is a larger principle here. This is why I think social media should be abstained because it's too much noise. It's too much noise. There's not enough signal getting through. The signal is a light that exists within you. When she took her life, there was a communication of a message there. There was a message that she was sending towards you, which by no means would I say, and we discussed this earlier in the podcast, would say it would be a negative message. I don't know the extent of your relationship, but I sure as hell know the extent of my relationship with my best friend, Matt. And when he took his life, I saw that as a communication of a message saying, stay strong, Adam, be strong. I couldn't, I wasn't strong enough, so I'm passing on what little strength I have left to you so you can keep walking for the both of us. This is a archetype and a common analogy throughout the annals of history in all of our most heroic stories, whether it be from Japanese animation to old biblical stories to mythology, in which that there is a, there is a early hero an early hero, someone a little too early for their time maybe, maybe someone who had to be a sacrifice in facing an impending doom, whether it be the hordes at the gates or an invading alien or an invading uh, force that threatened the very way of existence for the community and someone had to sacrifice themselves. But just before they, and just before their light was fully turned out, they imparted some form of strength, some form of wisdom onto the next generation, whether to be their best friend, to their son, to their daughter. to their partner. I'm giving you the last little bit of light that I have left. I'm giving you the last little bit of strength that I have left for it was not enough for me alone, but maybe you could do something else with it. And hopefully that would be the mindset that you walk away with and that you walk with Antonio. It's not moving on without her. It's moving on with her. It's moving on with her inside of you with the last little bit of light and strength that she had inside of her that becomes a part of you now. And this is this amass, this amassing, this mass formation of a collection of experiences that we as human beings are privy to. It's probably one of the most 
beautiful things about human beings is that we are integ- we are cap- capable of being integrated. We can integrate the experiences of our lives when someone takes their life, when someone is in a car accident, when someone falls to cancer, when a new baby is born, when a child graduates year seven, when your daughter gets her yellow belt in jiu-jitsu. You can integrate all these experiences in life to help form and educate and inform who you will become and how you can impart that onto other people. And now we get to the idea of purpose. For we have spoken about this concept many times for my original listeners, that a man's purpose in his life can never be another human being. And that could be said for all human beings. You can never make another human being your purpose in life. Unless you are openly inviting self-destruction. It is a pathway to self-destruction to place such levels of importance on another's existence. For surely it has a clock on it. A ticking time bomb. Because we're all going. We all came in and we're all going. We're all going to transfer. And in the event that a partner either dies or leaves you, and you made that person your all and everything, you had made that person your reason for existence, then of course they become your oxygen. They they become your lifeline. And so you would no longer see a reason for existence yourself. Yet there may have been incredible deals of work that you were still yet to deliver. What a shame it may have been if that work never delivered for you had misaligned your life hierarchy into making another human being your purpose. Raven was not your purpose, Antonio. And as hard as that is to hear right now, I know it is. She was never your purpose, but neither were you hers. I don't know, it's a bitter pill to swallow. It's okay if you reject that idea now. Come back to it in two weeks. Come back to it in a couple months. Come back to it in a year's time. Just come back to it. That's all I'm asking. I'm not going to ask that you accept any of the ideas in this podcast. Or for any of you that are dealing with suicide... Just come back to these ideas. Check in. As long as you're still breathing. That's what matters. As far as I'm here. As far as I'm concerned. And so what is most important for you to understand is that, well, if another human being isn't my purpose, what is? That is for you to decide. And I hope that it would center upon dealing out great work, meaningful work that would help to inspire and uplift others. And if you ever did find yourself at the end of your tether, if you ever did find the shield a little too heavy, Hopefully you had built a community and a support system around you that could help you to deal with that. But even if that wasn't enough, as Raven had found herself, that it would be okay. That you could look back on a life in which that you know that you had tangibly moved humanity forward and closer at the same time. To design a purpose for yourself in your life in which that you will help humanity to move forward and closer. Forward towards compassion equanimity and interconnectedness that respects all of us respects the freedoms of humans that most humans have never even experienced the freedoms that we as human beings take for granted in 2022 which have been largely destroyed over the last two years as a result of some pretty authoritarian measures in regards to the covid response but no less even even despite that and despite what's attempted to be repealed over the last few years in regards to bodily autonomy and form choice, 
still we find ourselves today living in a better present than any human being has ever had in regards to democratic freedoms. Moving humanity forward and closer. Whatever work you choose to do, bring us a little closer. You know, whether you decide that for Antonio, he's, uh, he's a rapper, I checked out some of his videos, maybe your lyrics can take on and your messages and music could take on bringing people a little closer, bringing people a little forward and a little closer. Whether you're a baker boy listening to this, maybe the way that you engage with your customers, your customers, maybe the way that you engage with the bread itself, maybe the way that you approach your mastery, your craft, as maybe a Japanese sword smith approaches the building and creation of a katana, or the way that a fisherman approaches his 3 a.m. haul, that you would do so helping people to move forward and closer. That if you were flipping patties and a absolute mad dog came through at 8 a.m. asking for eight beef patties and that's it at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, that you would approach the flipping of those patties and the delivering of that service to help you bring us a little bit more forward and a little bit closer together. What I'm pointing towards here, my friends, is that the reason for your existence, the purpose that you wield in this life needn't be grand. It needn't be extravagant. It needn't be $100 bills, diamonds, and yachts. All it need be is imbued in helping someone else, accessing that reciprocal altruism, that feedback loop of when I do something else to help someone else, it seems to make me feel better. Not because... They think better of me, not because the society would think better of me. I don't give the $100 bill to the homeless man on the street because on TikTok, I'll get more likes. I do it because when no one's watching, I know that it improves this human being's life. It's not to say, and I'm not shitting on people that film their charitable acts. I'm just saying, what intent are you doing it from? Where is it coming from? Because surely when it comes to purpose, no one can define it for you. What I've done here for you is giving you the structure for you to define your own purpose. Purpose needn't be complicated, but it surely not be someone else. Purpose needn't be complicated, but it surely must not be someone else. It surely, if you wish humanity to move forward and closer together, would not be something so self-serving, so self-serving. Dealing with the tragedy of someone so close to you taking their own life. It needn't be viewed as a tragedy for all too long, but a gift. As not only when Matthew took his life, I viewed the experience as a gift. As when my father's life ended recently, I viewed it as a gift. A gift of not only the time spent, the gift of the time spent knowing who that human being was for the time that they were. Such gratitude. The gift of having received their instruction, their wisdom, their beauty that I could move forward with and help others. The gift of living such an, such an expression of humanity in such a rare time. The gift. The gift mentality is there for you always. In the depths of what could be perceived as a tragedy now. But these words are all words, as we all eventually will come to, as all discussions eventually end, as all podcasts begin as purely roughs. 
They are only rafts, these words helping us to cross a river. But eventually, we must cross to the other side. Eventually, we must let go of the rafts, these words. And hopefully, Antonio, in your mindfulness, in your presence of the now, sitting in the beating of hearts, feeling the wetness of tears rolling down your cheeks, you would come to smile. Smiling as many have in an awakening and an enlightenment of your true nature, of what life really is. Cooling down at the gym a few mornings ago, there was an old man who was not in particularly good shape. He wasn't obese, but he was definitely overweight, was working with a personal trainer. And I just happened to overhear their conversation as I was going down for a stretch. And they were getting onto this concept of the meaning of life. And this older gentleman, I'll say he's probably in his 60s, overweight older gentleman, said with incredible gravitas and incredible sternness and firmness in his words, yeah, there really is no meaning to life. There really is no meaning to life. It doesn't matter whether you're the, the, the kindest and the positive of people. It doesn't matter. It's not going to matter in the end. Also, if you're the nastiest of people, it's not going to matter in the end either. So really, just do what you, do what you want because it's not going to matter in the end. And I listened with keen intent. I listened with pricked up ears as I'm unfolding my hamstrings. And it rang bells in my mind of a recent client I was working with in regards to the nihilistic argument, because that's essentially what that man was describing, was a nihilistic perspective, a perspective in which that life is inherently bereft of meaning, that there is no objective reason for living. Things just are as they are, for the simplest of words. So do as you will, because it's not going to matter in the end. I was having a discussion with a client recently about this. I said to him, okay, I understand the nihilistic argument, and it sounds... uh, It sounds pretty rational, except for one thing. What's said for the experience of the people living now? Would a nihilistic perspective such as, it doesn't matter how happy, kind, or positive you are, because it's not going to matter in the end, which means it also doesn't matter how negative, nasty, jealous, envious, greedy you are, because it's not going to matter in the end. But what about the people that are existing right now? What's said for the experience of those now? Those that you infect now, those that you caress now your lives may come to no grander meaning in regards to the universe in a billion years from now when the sun runs out of energy and eventually blows up or if an asteroid leaves the belt and comes and destroys and crushes earth in half if we have another extinction event and all records are deleted Hard drives are gone. We are relegated back to the, the lands of when the dinosaurs were wiped out. And it's just biomatter and that's it. None of this will matter. Everything that I'm saying right now will not matter in the event of such a catastrophe. Whether it be a catastrophic event or whether it just be the natural, the natural progression of, in quotes, time, which of course is but a human concept. The universe knows nothing of time. The universe just is. But by our recollection of how we framework our psychological power, our psychological energy, as Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, this grand psychologist once described as, the best way for us as human beings to navigate reality without losing our minds is to constrict our psychic power 
to be able to framework things into something that's digestible, such as time. Time, if you're wondering what the purpose of time is, the purpose of time is to make sure we don't go insane. Because if we didn't have a measure of the seconds to the minutes, to the hour, to the day, to the week, and the month, and the years, we would surely lose our minds. It is a way to make sure that we persist as a, as our genes persist as a race, as a species, I should say. But, 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 getting back to the point there, that's a side tangent, getting back to the point, whether it's the natural progression of time, the universe, in which that things will eventually, all things will come to an end and be reborn into something else. That is the natural progression of this universe. Expansion and contraction. Transference of energy. No one's making it out of it alive is what we're trying to say here. Of course it's meaningless. But it's meaningless at a certain point. On what scale you determine your activities, your behaviors, your mentalities to be meaningless is of vital importance. If you are going to blow out the spectrum of meaning to such a scale of the universe and the billions of years that it's been operating, then of course you will enter a nihilistic perspective, ignoring what is offered to you now. The scale of time, the scale of meaning must be narrowed down to now, which is the woman that you fall asleep with now, the child that you help up off the floor now, the parent who's on their last dying breath now, your friend who has just been physically, psychologically, sexually abused now. Your engaged partner of two years who wants to jump off a bridge now. The quality of your character, the quality of your being, your purpose, physical, mental, social development, transcended by an inner knowing, everything that I just referred to as known as the temple, your way of being, of supreme excellence, that matters now. That's how you can affect the experience of human beings and all creatures now. So this is where, as I described to my client, this is where the nihilistic argument takes a bullet to the heart. Because I actually agree with the nihilistic argument if we're going to talk about a scale of time that is on the level of planets and universes. But if we're talking about a scale of time that is about now, then the nihilistic argument is but a silly game. It's a childish game. It's a foolish game to say that life has no meaning because it's all going to end one day. Yeah, one day. But what about today? Today is yesterday's tomorrow. Today is yesterday's tomorrow. I'd have you meditate deeply on that for quite a while. I surely have. All the things that you said you were going to do tomorrow, well, today is now. All the people that you can engage with and affect, affect with your presence now. So why wouldn't you want to live with the fullest of expression? As I said before, living with, with a way of supreme excellence, living in connection with the oneness of all things, living with a love, with a peace and a joy that would help to uplift the people around you now, to light the fire within the people's hearts, to light the light within their eyes, to rise to, rise to an occasion in which that you could raise the spirits of others using your powers, whether it's our leveraging social media and leveraging all these different grand platforms that we've designed as human beings to be able to reach more people, but using it in a way, whether you are a mixed martial artist and you have just lost four out of five rounds, but in the dying moments threw a left head kick and ended the champion's reign 
And even though you lost most of the fight, aka shout out to Leon Edwards. Edwards. <laughs> All right. Whether people, whether naysayers say that you are just, it was just a fluke or you were, there's no way you could do it again. It doesn't matter. He has a platform now. He's got a platform where millions of people are watching him. That some random guy in Australia knows your story. You can infect me with some way of being, some way of supreme excellence, humility, with courage, with strength, with a balanced mindset. Same as the loser in that situation, Kamar Usman. But what he said to about his daughter on a Joe Rogan podcast recently, in which that I'm not just going to bring my girl because daddy's victorious. I have a I am blessed with an opportunity to show my daughter this is what happens when you fall down and this is how you can get back up. Look how you can fall down. Look how you can get back up. Right, that's definitely moving humanity forward and moving humanity a little bit closer together because that's imparted on me. So if all of those right now, and let's take it down to a sexual example here, a romantic, a sexually energetically balanced dynamic in which that you find yourself on a twilight evening underneath the moon, endeavoring to learn about a woman for the first time. And as you come to press lips together, a tear rolls down her eyes. Confusion strikes you as you thought everything had been progressing along peacefully, well-balanced, lovingly. And as you pull back, noticing the tear reflecting in the moonlight, you ask why? Have I done something wrong? And she goes, no. This is just the first time that a guy has ever taken care of me. When you as a man have displayed such a tremendous level of behavior, social principles, human dynamics, human principles, to the point in which that you could recognize in a feminine the best of her, you could recognize the creativity, the free-flowing electricity of her spirit, that the energy that has been danced upon on this lake between you and her is so divine, sacred, and loving that it really is the very fabric of our existence as human beings. But to know that this woman had not experienced this prior, that actually it had been the opposite, that she had always been abused, that guys had always mistreated her, whether it had been physically in some very real and traumatic cases that I have seen in my own life, women that have been sexually abused to the point of being raped. And that's what they knew to be a sexual experience in this progression of masculine and feminine energy. But then as you were there sitting underneath the moonlight, as you went to kiss her, because you had felt that this was the right time, this is the moment. That a tear rolled down her eyes, not out of sorrow, but out of deep, deep joy. A tear from deep, deep joy because you had seen her for her. To rest your forehead upon hers, as if to say, I accept you. To press your heart against hers as if to say, I see you. That's now. The healing of people's hearts, that's now. The healing of trauma, that's now. The giving of love, of peace and joy, that's now. So do any of you want to come and be of a nihilistic argument saying that it has no meaning? Maybe in the grand scheme of things, but the grand scheme of things is irrelevant. It's just the scheme of now. You have your life now. You have your family now. 
Antonio here had Raven now, no longer. No longer in her Raven form, but in her spiritual essence, she lives within Yunu, now. And that's really what I would, if I was in direct contact with Antonio, which of course I'm not, but it's Antonio is but a archetype caricature for anyone listening right now. I know he's a real person, but I'm using him as a framework. I'm sure he would get benefit from listening to this, absolutely. But for anyone is what I'm saying, that is in his position, where a close loved one has taken their life. Please recognize that while their physical existence may not be in manifest now, their spirit surely does live on within you, as long as you choose to continue walking with them, always inside you, always in your hearts. You have your time. You have your place. And that time and place now is for you to heal. So, in my final words here, remove the noise. Take as long as you need off social media. Take as long as you need off inflammatory foods, inflammatory music, inflammatory behaviors, behaviors, and come into a purity of being with yourself. Live simply. Live purely. Allow the healing process to take its course. Human beings are anti-fragile. Human beings are not fragile beings. We are built to resist. We are built to be strong. Yet we must know ourselves in order to access that level of strength. So take solace in your weakness. Take time to understand why you feel weak now, knowing that this too shall pass. And with that said, my friends, thank you for being here on this journey with me. I thank you, Matt, and I thank you, Father, for instructing me so that I could instruct those here today listening. Wishing you all love, peace, and joy. Ja. And that brings me to my thanks for all of you. Thank you, first off, for just being here, your presence. But please let me know. Let me know in a comment down below where you are in your lives, how you felt about this any commentary I'll do my best to get back as soon as I possibly can and also if you did enjoy the content please hit the thumbs up on the YouTube video it just helps it get sent out to more people in the community and if you feel like this would resonate with someone else please share it to some of your close friends if you would like to dive into one-on-one -on -one coaching that's all available on boldojo.com guided meditation free resources of wisdom free weekly on my newsletter bold sip chuck your email in comes out every friday that's all available all the links down below and if you would like to support the podcast directly you can donate anything that you wish through the paypal link down below or on the website baldoja.com in the podcast section anything that you guys give is always super appreciated so thank you very much wishing you all the love peace and joy in this life